0: Welcome to Story Chats at NSB Romance. I'm Elizabeth Madry and I'm here with my two co-hosts.
1: I'm Norelle Atkins.
2: I'm Valerie Comer.
0: Today we are talking about CCR set in Utah, Colorado, New Mexico, and Arizona. So a lot of the Southwest, basically. Um, And so I think we all agreed (laughs) that Utah was a hard find. Um, especially because we're looking for not historical. Utah seems to attract more historical books um, from yeah. what I could find, uh, at least. But um, the others weren't too hard to find, I didn't think. Did you guys struggle with the others? Well, I struggled with Arizona, actually. Okay. Yeah.
2: All right. I think, yeah, the other thing um, with, with Utah too is that a lot of the... Christian books set in Utah there's a lot of Latter-day Saints um, Mormon influence in many of those for some strange reason Um, so if you're trying to look for something that is not that it's harder
1: yeah Yeah. Mm. there's a lot of clean and wholesome and sweet romance set in Utah that's what I was finding and I'm trying and I mean I'm really trying to look at books that do have Stronger rather than lighter faith elements. because yes. I know that that's something that keeps coming up in the reader groups where readers are like, How Christian is this book? Is it going to give me a strong, solid faith arc yes. and story, or is it more a Christian worldview? So, but as having that awareness in my head, that also meant there were some that I saw in Utah, I thought, No, that's not going to be yeah. what we're looking for. But this, yeah, episode. I
0: there yeah. was more sweet available and I didn't choose any of the sweet either because. We we say we're a CCR podcast, so we're gonna try yes. to stick to CCR. He's like already over it.
1: Yeah. Oh, fortunately,
0: that's okay. That's okay. Um, but we can go ahead and start. Who wants to go first? Narelle, you want to kick us off?
1: Yes. Well, are we going to start in Utah first? Sure,
0: oh, sure, we can start in Utah.
1: So in Utah, so. The one that I have for Utah, which, and I can thank someone in Avid Readers, a Christian Fiction Facebook group, this, which has really helped me with these episodes. Um, this particular episode I asked some questions about books set in different places. And one of the readers there reminded me of Angela Ruth Strong's book, um, Finding Love in Park City, Utah, which I had completely blanked on being set in Utah. And I don't know why I blanked on it. And I think it's because I just don't know very much about Utah. And Park City didn't actually geographically mean anything to me being an Aussie so anyway so I read this book back in 2017 when it was released in a box set and I know Valerie and I at different times have mentioned some of the resort to love books in previous episodes and I can't really tell you a lot about it because I sadly ran out of time to reread it and I really (laughs) want to reread this one because I remember it was set around the um, Sundance Film Festival which I find fascinating and the heroine's a tabloid journalist who's there trying to interview an actress and the hero is the younger brother-in-law of the actress, and it was a really fun story, and I remember it, and I'm very sad. I can't tell you any more about it. Did either of you guys pick this one?
0: I did not because I figured that that was the only one that I could come up with for Utah, and I'm like, I know Norrell and Valerie are going to both have it, so I'm not even going <laughs> to um I think
2: one thing with this resort to love series of Angela Ruth Strong is that she, they are five brothers. Correct me if I'm wrong um the Mm -hmm. the family name is lake and so this actress is uh the heroine of one of the earlier books in the series and we also meet the current hero in that in the earlier books in the series because this one i want to say is the very last one but i did not look that up to verify so sorry angela if i got that wrong it
1: is it is Um, the last one i'm pretty sure Yeah. yeah
2: the journalist cj is somebody we haven't met before um, but she's there. She really badly needs a scoop. And so she's trying to get in. She knows this actress is going to be at this festival. And she is determined to get an interview. And Sam. Yes, it's Sam. Yes. Who is operating as his sister-in-law's bodyguard, basically. And he's kind of like, I don't think so. And so they're like pushing against each other, not physically, but to um she wants in and he wants to keep her out. And so that was a, a fun angle. I don't know that I've ever quite
0: seen that before. Um, Angela does that well. I think there's often hmm. that that push pull in her in yeah. her
2: No, well, she's books. a she is a really, a really good author. I yeah. enjoy her books for that. A lot, mm. but um but yeah, there was. I think this is a series where where if you've read the, all the books in in order, then, <laughs> then you'll have a better understanding of who Sam is and why he's so protective of his sister in law. Sure. But if you read it in the box set, you probably did read them in order.
0: No, yeah, and box sets too. Though she says that, that is twenty seven series.
1: It's 2017. So I would have, I wasn't writing in 2017. I was working the day job and I was reading, I would have read, I'm sure I read it in order. Cause I start once I start something and really like it, I will keep going. I don't particularly. Yeah. So it's it's the same author in a box will just keep me going because particularly if the new, the characters are there, I'm more jumpy around with box sets if it's multi-author. I agree.
2: I do single author. Some I just skip because they're, maybe not my favorite or it's a topic that whatever
0: i yeah. might not have yeah. solo
2: books by that author either. i don't
0: yeah. understand how you guys don't have people mysterious little like book angel devil people that are like you can't skip you have to read them all you, you, all right. you dnf more books than i do honey lately well. i've been trying to be better about it <laughs> but lately dnf would be did not finish Did not finish. lately it's only been because apparently i've been choosing really horrible books lately so,
1: i dnf no, as well so i can't i can't talk i dnf as well if i don't if i get even i can dnf off the first page if i just just if it oh, just then, doesn't appeal to me
2: then i haven't bought it because i always just read the sample yeah that's so yeah. if it's going to be so bad that i would dnf on the first page it's never on my kindle to start with i am getting, utah here now do you have yeah, a book utah. in utah as well beth no i don't okay well i do a different one as okay. well
1: cool um, well so done I,
2: this, you're gonna like this one beth it's called it's uh, ruth Cowboys. kendleton is the author and the book is called a llama for the cowboy excellent <laughs> so, <laughs> it sounds I a mean, the cowboy there is a cowboy okay Porter is a cowboy, he is actually a widowed rancher, Um, he's on his way to town when he spots a llama stuck in a thicket, and he stops to help it, to free it, and he meets its owner, Emily, who does not actually take kindly to his trespassing and interfering, she's got everything handled, thank you very much, the road is over there get out okay so um she has recently moved in to start a a llama therapy center and she is super prickly about anybody who thinks she needs help she doesn't need help not with getting her llama out of the thicket and not for any other reason at all
0: do do the llamas need therapy or the llamas provide therapy which do you think Uh, well i don't know i've met some llamas they they could use some therapy, they're very <laughs> provide. <meantime>. Beth, <laughs> provide. <laughs> anyway, so at first you're
2: like, why would she like snap at him for helping? But this is a plot point, right? Okay. So, so you figure out why she is so much in the DIY camp. Like it's it's a big thing for okay. her. It's it's turns out to be the big thing in the story. Anyways, there's a whole series of books. No surprise about Porter's um, siblings as well. But uh, I have only read book one because the title. Because you, ne- you needed kind of one. Mentioned.
0: Yeah. I needed
2: one, but also because, I mean, llama, right? Oh, and uh, yeah. Llamas are cool. Oh. Anyways, that was my Utah pick. That's and there were strong, um, strong spiritual threads throughout. And Yay. So, yeah, I was, I'm comfortable recommending it in that excellent. way cool I'm still very amused at llama therapy
0: i guess i may you have, do have you to read it I you. <laughs> you should read the book. outstanding uh do you have more in utah norell or was that it no,
1: no. one right. and
0: done one and done <laughs> poor utah all right let's move uh south then into arizona
1: <clears throat> i got nothing okay
0: i, I have two guys really. before oh.
1: All right. I have one.
0: All right. Let's have it.
1: How many, how many of you got best? I have two. Would you want to go first? Sure. Yeah. You go Um, first.
0: So the first one I have is falling for a real cowboy. And you'll want to go ahead and write down that I voluntarily read a cowboy book. It's, uh, by Karen Bainey. And actually I'm not going to say a ton about it because we actually are having Karen on to talk about this book, um, in December. So, um, but so you're you're kind of double dipping here with I this am one. totally double dipping
1: oh yes. um,
0: but it's set All on a guest ranch in Arizona which I thought was so interesting because I don't associate Arizona with guest ranches um but I really enjoyed the guest ranch in Arizona um Aspect of it, and so it's it's not so much cowboy like out herding cattle cowboy so much as it is the the dude ranch guest ranch experience kind of thing. Right. um But it was really interesting. It was it was interesting. But I'm not going to say more because, like I said, she's coming to talk.
1: So okay.
2: All right, so you guys on. need to keep okay. watching the episodes yeah. and listening to the podcasts and stuff. <laughs> so like
1: yes. And you can, as you can tell, I read everything at the last minute. I had no idea that that book I'm meant to be reading in the next week or so is in Arizona. Yep. But there you go. So my one, I'm going to thank um, Arwen, I think, is it A-R-Y-N? How would you pronounce that name? Arwen. A- Arwen, yes, Arwen from Avid Readers, who when I went there and said I need help, I need to find book sets in these states, explained to me how to search on my Kindle for specific things, and I had no idea that there was this particular search on the Paperwhite where you could put in a state and it will actually do a deep dive into all of the books. So thank you to Arwen because I found a book in Arizona from doing this that I never would have found with a normal search, but and you're it's already called.
0: Own. Yeah, I funny. already owned
1: it. Yeah, so yes, yeah, so <laughs> go fun. avid readers. Yeah, so this one is called Potato Flake Christmas by Kath Swanson. And it was in a Hearts a Glow box. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so I would never have found this and I would never have thought this was Arizona, but it is. And so based the story set up with this one is that Claire is a retail management trainee in Minnesota, and she ends up having to leave her job because her bosses are awful. And the whole retail setup was just. I thought it was spot on in terms of how that was portrayed with these slave driver bosses (laughs) that expect their employees to look perfect and, yeah, it's it's a whole thing. Anyway, so she's in Minnesota in winter heading towards Christmas and her grandmother, Vivian, is in Arizona. And Vivian and um, Herb are good friends. So Herb's also in Arizona and he is the manager of the um, park. It's called, um, I had it written down, of course, I can't find it. (laughs) It's <laughs> um, a seniors caravan park called golden sun oasis so we've got these two seniors that are very good friends that live in this caravan park but are feeling lonely for their family so um vivian really wants claire to come and stay with her and so she convinces claire in a weak moment to come down for christmas and because claire's having a horrible time at her job she does that then we we'll- also have Jeffrey so he's finished college his parents are missionaries and he's been the missionary kid that's been dragged around the world with his parents but quite happily and I really like the missionary element in this story because I think it had a very interesting angle that Valerie I think would appreciate this one if you haven't read this one because you like missionary yeah you like missionary sort of angles in the story and his parents had spent a lot of time in Indonesia training missionaries and doing this type of thing but they were based in Hawaii so his great uncle Herb has to have heart surgery and he's on his own and so he says to Jeffrey can you come over to Arizona and help me at the same time if we've got um, and the grandma saying to Claire can you come over and help me and although her reasoning wasn't as Good as um, herbs, (laughs) but anyway. And so we end up with Claire and Jeffrey thrown together by their very well-meaning matchmaking relatives. And it was just a really fun, cute story. It was based around their church. Um, He was doing volunteer work to set up a kids club after school. Um, for the kids. And it's really interesting. I, when I when my kids were younger, I was involved in a Saturday, in a Wednesday club that met after school at my kids' local school. And so I found that a really nice sort of walk down memory lane in my own little head in terms of being involved with kids' clubs and different things I'd done when I was younger. And so, of course, we have Friends to More happening and we kind of have a double romance going on. And I it kind fine. of reminded yeah, it reminded me a bit of, you know how Melody Carlson will have those types of books that... If you're, it's not massively heavy on the romance, but it is very romantic. But it, you could define it as Christian, as um contemporary fiction. Sure. So it kind of sat like that. It kind of had a bit of a Melody Carlson vibe, nice. in terms of that type of thing. And it was just a really fun story with these lovely That's characters.
2: The I've got that one on my
1: yeah. So it had a solid faith thread, really solid. So it really ticked the box That's on nice. that, and it was fun. And I got to see Arizona and to appreciate how. Christmas in Arizona is very different to what Christmas would be in Minnesota. And, again, it was different to Hawaii. So it's in the Hearts of Glow box, which I don't think is available any longer because Potato Flake Christmas is available as a single. Okay. So I don't know if the box still exists, but it was a Shatona, Harvig, JC Weaver and Tony Sharlow were the other authors in the box, and it was 2017. Wow. yes okay. That cool. one got Christmas as well. So that made me very happy to be reading a Christmas <laughs> yeah. book set in Arizona, but I did really enjoy it. So if you've got this one floating around, go read it.
0: Excellent. I'll, I'll look for it. I might have it. Yeah. So, so my sure. my other Arizona book was The Nurse's Homecoming by Allie, and I'm going to mess it up. I think it's plighter I think P- so. Plater. Pleiter.
1: Pleiter, I think it is.
0: Plater. Pleiter don't know yeah Allie Allie, let us know (laughs) um this is love inspired um and it is um she comes home um she's been doing um nursing work on a cruise ship and her father kind of forced her into moving in that direction because he wanted to break her up with her um college boyfriend And because, because he was from, from town and he was the wrong side of the tracks, you know, the the age old interfering father, right? Uh, We have too much wealth and status and you're entirely too good for him. Um, So she's come home at the end of a broken engagement she um, had had with someone suitable. uh, And she decides to be this um, temporary, camp nurse at this camp that they're in the process of getting started on the mountain north of town uh, to help uh, families who have experienced violent loss sort of have a place to come and work through their grief and recover. Okay. Um, and That's a very unique. Yeah yeah, yeah. It, it actually that sort of reminded me of uh, Lee Tobin McLean's veterans cottage series same sort of Mm. um sort of idea so I mean they weren't all veterans like so there's a a mom and a little boy whose father was a police officer who was killed in the line of duty who are there and that sort of thing um and who should be sort of the handyman slash maintenance man up at the camp but the (laughs) unsuitable ex-boyfriend who is of course still single
2: Yes.
0: (laughs) Still single, still in love um, with her. And what I loved most about this is there is a big twist about three quarters of the way through. And it is fantastic. And it (laughs) is tied to this really like halfway through. I'm like, this is nice. It has a good sort of spiritual, you know, it's not not deep but it's good and then we get this twist which i can't tell you about because it's massive spoiler and then the spiritual message was just incredible um as everything unraveled and got put back together um it was really masterfully done i was i was surprised and incredibly pleased um when i finished it and I don't know that I've ever reread a love-inspired book, but I would totally reread this one. Um, cool. There you go. That's it, it was I'm really afraid. quite enjoyable. Really quite enjoyable. So. <laughs> uh, shall we go east to New Mexico then? <laughs> we could. <laughs> okay. Do you to well.
2: go normal?
1: I will. So I only only sort of went in one direction in New Mexico, and that was to Hope Ranch, by (laughs) Elizabeth Madry. So um, the series is fabulous, but I thought the one I would mention is Hope for Freedom. I really enjoyed Indigo's story, and it's it's Joachim, isn't it? The hero. Did I say that right? Walking. walking. I never. Well, I can never say it. That's <laughs> why I remember this one. It's a, no, and Australians can never say this. We have a real problem saying that phrasing that particular. I won't even try again to say his name. So the guy. <laughs> the guy. And, um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. This is a pregnant heroine um, trope, and that can be hard to pull off, but Beth does a wonderful job with this one. It also touched on Easter as well. So we're going to go back into the archives. You can go back and hear either... Val or I talk about this book I think we both talked about it at some stage in episode number three the very beginning when we first started in new an episode we did on with new beginnings of Mandy Blake we talked about this hope for freedom Um, in episode number 15 which was an Easter episode we did with Lee Tobin McLean Um, we also talked about it in episode 19 which was a spiritual thread episode and I think we had a guest and I can't I didn't write down who it was and then we also talked about in episode 24 yes. in weddings in CCR so we've talked about this book at least four times that I could find so this whole series if I was I'd be talking for 10 minutes telling you the episode numbers so <laughs> I won't go any further but I will hand over to Valerie.
2: Um, I also have that one on my list uh, the series um, yes because of the time of year and because of first things first uh the one that i was looking at more specifically was book number one hope for christmas yeah um so the entire series is about the hewitt siblings and how they've been estranged from their grandparents because their father would have nothing to do with his parents and now that they're adults they're starting to drift back to their uh, grandparents ranch hope ranch and um so they're finding love, which is great, but they're also finding Jesus, or for the few that maybe knew a little bit about, they're definitely um, getting some something happening that's deeper. So in the first book, Sion um, shows up on his grandparents' doorstep at Thanksgiving, and he falls for their cook, Maria, who has a seven-year-old, I think, Calvin, mm. and yeah. just a lot of... Everything that you expect in a Christmas story, um, pretty much, is in there. Yeah. Uh, and of course, you've got a seven-year-old, so and how can you go wrong with having a kid and Christmas? Uh, yeah. New, New Mexico isn't where you <laughs> see, or not where I've seen most, um, <coughs> ranch stories, but also <laughs> not most Christmas stories. So it's got some unique premises. And if you haven't read that series, go do it. Go do it today. Just definitely.
1: Thank There's you. six
0: books, I think, in the series. Six, yes. Am I right? Yep. yep. Yep, yep. So I went uh, down to Albuquerque from, from Hope Ranch and went to J.C. Weaver. Um, the left has, turn at Al- Albuquerque. <laughs> exactly, the left turn at Albuquerque. Um, And I chose my favorite of her books, which continues to be, I, I love her books and I read them as they come out, but my favorite continues to be Love, Laughter, and Luminarias, and it is the mm-hmm. first book I read of hers. Um, and, and you they, told me to read it I way did. back. Way yeah, back. and Yeah. Um, it is set at Christmas. Um, it is, and all of her books are uniquely New Mexico. Like you couldn't take her story and put it in Kansas and have it work. Um, New Mexico is, is part of her stories. Um, yeah, I agree. And this, this is no exception to that. Um, We have a, a nerdy heroine who works in a comic book store and a hero who's trying to write his novel, but he's distracted and can't focus and is just struggling and um, they're friends and it's just sweet and delightful and charming. It's maybe a little lighter on the spiritual end of things, but it is still there uh, i don't think jc could write a book without a spiritual thread. <laughs> yeah um if if she that. tried um and it's it's just i love it
1: i need to reread it the i do now of, you're talking about it i'm remembering yeah
0: one of hers
2: that i picked um was braver with you and mm-hmm. mostly because of the hot air balloons yes on the cover yes and yes. uh the hot air um, balloon festival of Albuquerque which plays into the story so like you said it's you know my my small town where I live does not have a hot air balloon festival yeah so we have, have one here you know there's <laughs> lots of places she could not have sat that yeah but it, it works
1: there yeah so do you have um hot air is it hot air festivals normal in where you are because we have one in Canberra every March
0: just in Albuquerque it's a
1: big deal I mean big, big deal be... hot air
0: there might be a couple others, but Albuquerque is the one the best that I think maybe. is known nationwide as the Albuquerque beat Balloon Fiesta. Yeah.
1: Ah, okay. There you go. So you, you live somewhere and you think something's normal, but it's not.
0: <laughs> no, <laughs> it's not. It's not. Not at all. Yeah. More New Mexico or are we good?
1: I'm good. That was it. You've covered JC. I wanted to, talk
2: about, wanted to talk about your books and I wanted to make sure that JC got a mention as
1: well. Yep.
0: And you both mentioned
1: JC. So we're fine to move to somewhere. North Colorado.
0: We're going. We made a nice little square of the four corner states. Look at you.
1: (laughs) Well done. I actually didn't realize they all touched each other until mm-hmm. you just said that. There yep. you go. She shows my geographies. Um, well, interesting. <laughs>
0: because I grew up in New Mexico. Um, I, yeah. I Four Corners is a big deal. When you're in that area, if you can, you really do need to go to Four Corners because you can stand in four states at the same time. Um, and it's pretty cool. They have like a little thing on the ground that shows all the intersections of the states. Oh,
1: it's very cool. That's cool. That is
0: cool. All right colorado (laughs) (laughs)
1: Norel. well i've got two in colorado okay um i'm gonna talk about so we have time for two don't we sure all right so i'm going to talk about brandy bruce first and i'm gonna talk about after the rain so this one's set in denver this was um the follow-up to the last summer book which i can't i think i've said was it last summer or something? Last summer, yeah. um, which is a love triangle book.
0: Yes, yeah, so I was going to say this is one you've talked about a lot. So, oh
1: yes, I've talked about these books. So, and Deborah was the one who was the loser in the love triangle in that previous book, and um, she is a DJ host on a morning show, and she's Miss Lonely Heart, so she gives advice, which is quite poignant because she's basically had her heart broken and lost in this previous relationship situation. And then the hero, Ben, he's a um, musician. And so the first time, the opening chapter is basically she sees him on stage and there's this connection that happens. And he's also, his day job's a pastor. So he's quite—it's quite an interesting um, combination. And we talked about—I talked about this episode, um, this book in episode forty-nine. Musician main characters. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not going to go into too much detail. I'll flick you back to episode forty-nine. But I really enjoyed this story, and I think I encouraged Beth. Did you end up reading it? I think I did encourage you I to think it about yet. it.
0: I need to. I have it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I haven't yet. So many books. Yes. So yeah. Time.
1: I know. So this one's set in Denver. Excellent. Yeah.
0: Valerie, where are you going in Colorado?
2: I'm going north Mm -hmm. of uh, Denver. And if I were Norell, I would tell you the episode number of, because I've talked about this book before. So look, (laughs) she's going to go look it up. She'll tell us all. Uh, Uh. (laughs) Candy Pick is the author of the wardrobe dinner theater series, starting with Dance Over Me set in Fort Collins. Um, And I mentioned the story a few months ago. Yep. And uh, it's about Danielle, a young woman dancing in dinner theater and um, she is looking for her brother who was adopted after their parents died. She thought as a as a young child that she was being taken to be reunited with her brother, only who was a baby, only to find out that he had just been picked up by the family that was adopting him and she's like, "But I am his." Yeah. Uh, So she's been looking for him ever since. She's like six or seven, eight years older than him. So she's been hunting for her baby brother um, forever. So that's part of the the storyline is that search. And meanwhile, she's falling in love with the director's son, Alex. And then there's people in the theater group who are jealous because she's a newcomer. And how dare she get Alex's attention and um, stuff. So there's a lot of that kind of stuff going on as well um there are several books in the series I have read the first two and enjoyed them so um, yeah Fort Collins Colorado
1: cool I'm remembering this now from when yeah. you talked about it
2: hmm. I've bought There's those a completely also... different world than anything that I'm accustomed to yeah. world of dinner theater mm. yeah. and that kind of additions and dancing and and um just it's just not something that's part of my world so it was interesting from that you.
0: Those those are on my Kindle also, waiting to be read. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm going to take us, and I'm pretty excited that I did not lose my Colorado out to either of you two because I really thought I would. Um, I'm going to take us. We're in Denver, but to the Solid Grounds Coffee Company by Carla Loriano. Um, yes, this is part of her Saturday Night Supper Club series. Um, it's my favorite in the series. Um, it is the third um I do love the other two but this one this one's my favorite it might be because of coffee I don't I don't know (laughs) (laughs) it could just be that but um I I really liked the hero of this one he's a reformed ish adrenaline junkie pilot guy he's the climber the rock climber climber. yes Yeah. yeah and um getting my heroes mixed up that's terrible and then the heroine is just this petite little tiny type a go-getter um and i just they they clash against each other in all the perfect ways um and like i don't think it would work anywhere else in denver if you tried to set it in california it wouldn't it wouldn't be the same story um Mm. And with Carla, you get a strong but subtle faith arc. Um, it's there, but it's not going to ever bash you over the head, um, which sometimes can be nice. Um, and I just really, this is my favorite, but I like the whole series. That was she my
2: had, Like the Provenance one, yeah. that's also Colorado. And yep. we had yes. all, um, to discuss that. Yep. Way
1: back a we did. Yep. We did. It was... So, um, episode 32 was when we had <laughs> Carla Loriano on for provenance and we also talked about provenance in episode 65 when we talked about heroes and heroines in foster care
0: I'm guessing that Narelle's I did some research
1: <laughs> well I have a few
2: uh, yeah I did think about that but I already um it's already five books deep for this episode and I thought maybe that was deep enough probably um, yeah but um, yeah, some of Carla's newer stuff is more on the sweet clean spectrum yeah. than
1: yeah uh,
0: yeah. But I would still in still in Colorado, but off, um, well, many of them yeah yeah just quite a few random yeah yes some in Florida well. or something randomly but
1: yeah, um,
2: yeah but um, but her older um, traditional ones are more on the yep like, the arc end
0: yep yep yes all right do we have any that you just desperately feel like you need to mention
1: that we didn't get no No. I'll throw one in I'll just throw in the Saturday Night Supper Club which is book one of the series Beth talked about episode six I mean we talked about Carla Laureana a long time ago which was when we talked about um winter but not Christmas episode Mm -hmm. 31 when we talked about urban romance because it's Denver and episode 41 when we talked about food service so I've given you about 10 episodes to go and listen to from this one episode
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah Carla is one I think Norelle and I in particular really enjoy so she yes. has read I think up a lot. pretty much everything she's written as well and yeah. enjoyed it she's you don't she's fangirl a about people teller. the way we do <laughs> you don't you don't fangirl about anyone the way that we do You're no no we're, we're steady we're, Narelle and I are crazy so we're
1: a bit special My
0: personality. Yes, we keep a Val- personality. yes we keep Valerie around to keep us in check <laughs> yes but, but, but no the, the first yeah. Yeah. the
1: first author i think of with colorado with ccr was carla Me too. like that's just where my brain went but i held back because i didn't know what everyone else was talking about
2: <laughs> <lying>. <laughs> sometimes then what happens is none of us talk about the one we have in common because right. that's why i usually have a couple of backups that i can throw in if nobody else has mentioned yeah
1: yes true
2: good i guess sure speaking that of mentioned.
0: that it's worth mentioning um jennifer rodewald's blue columbine series is in colorado yes it's, it's a good Col- colorado right. series and norelle and
2: well. can cough up the episode numbers for
1: that in three two no i need to do a search in my computer i need to search in yeah i can find it but i'd have to search
0: yeah
1: okay. yeah
2: So two minutes, not three seconds. Okay, good.
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) All All right. Well, we would love to know what we missed. We know we missed them Uh, (laughs) because there's no way that we didn't. Um, Thank you for joining us today at Story Chats. Leave us a comment on YouTube or the Facebook page. Um, You can find information about the podcast at inspiromance.com slash chats. And if you are over on YouTube, don't forget to subscribe and hit that notification bell so you never miss an episode. We will see you again next week. But in the meantime, don't forget to fall in love with a good book.
1: Bye. Bye. Bye, everyone.
0: Uh Oh,
2: my mouse died again.